Namaste. Welcome to a new Paradigm of Education podcast. Today we have a very special guest with us. Her name is Mika Leach. She's 13 years old and she's a mindfulness uh, teacher, mentor and student of light is how I'd like to describe you, Mika. I'm really interested to hear what the youth of this world feel is this new paradigm of youth that we're in. I've connected with Mika recently because we're writing a book with, as a collective called A New Paradigm of Education Rising, where we all share our voice around, well, what is a new paradigm of education anyway? So as you listen to our podcast, I invite all of you to also consider that question for yourselves. What is a new paradigm of education? So I'll start off by allowing you, Mika, to introduce yourself to everybody. Hi. <laughs> Hi, everybody. My name is Mika. And I'm 13 years old, and I'm actually the youngest certified yoga teacher in America. And I got certified when I was only 10 years old. I started my teacher training when I was nine, and it was um, 200 hours of school along with all of my other school that I do. And I'm also a certified sound healer, which I really love sound healing. It's amazing. And I'm also a Reiki master. Wow, that's incredible, Mika. I can't believe that you was um you were you were feeling in your heart at the at the age of nine or ten that this is what you wanted to do. It's really it's really incredible, and here you are doing it. Um, I'm sure that everybody else would love to know a bit about that. Like, how did you just suddenly did you just suddenly wake up and and realize, or how did it come about for you? Um, how it came about for me, um, I used to go to a basketball team with my friend and I was four at the time and me and him my our parents actually wanted to do something to carpool so that way we could both go and do something fun so we decided to do basketball and then we didn't know this at the time but the coach of the basketball team was actually a fencing Olympian a fencer and he would follow me to our car and he would keep on telling us that I should try fencing. I should try fencing. And my mom would be like, no, we're good. No, thank you. And then finally, there was a tournament coming up. And my mom said, okay, we'll go here. And she even told me how to say no to him. Say no, like, no, I'm good. This isn't my thing. I don't like swords. But then right when I stepped into the fencing tournament, I felt amazing and I was like this is what I want to do I want to be a fencer and my mom was very accepting of that and very nice with that so then she let me become a fencer I was so happy and I fenced for so long and then when I was seven my coaches were telling me that I was getting too muscular and I was losing all of my flexibility so then they told me to go do yoga and it was very hard for us to find even a yoga studio that would take me in because I was so young and none of them wanted a little kid like disrupting their classes and there were no kid classes anywhere. So we finally found this one yoga studio that would let us in uh, with all the adults, which was awesome. And I fell in love the first class I did and they let me come back, which I fell in love with the first class I did and I was seven years old at the time. And I told my mom after I got out of the class, I want to become a yoga teacher. My mom's like, oh, well, 
let's wait a minute because when I was younger I wanted to be a taxi cab driver so we'll just wait a couple <laughs> minutes and we'll see and then I'm like no mom I really this is what I am meant to do and she's like okay then if you pay for half of your um schooling for uh, my yoga teacher training she said then we'll know that you're serious and you really want to do it so I said okay and I started selling earrings at a farmer's market and I started selling jewelry and I really worked really hard and then when I was about nine years old I went to a yoga class at Sada World which is where I teach my yoga now and there was actually a teacher training coming up and I was, it was bhakti yoga and I fell in love with that yoga because I wasn't doing that one when I first started doing it. I fell in love with bhakti yoga the first time I ever did it and I took my 200 hours training. Wow. Wow, that's incredible. That's incredible on so many levels. Like, first of all, that at the age of four, you were there with all the swords or whatever they are, you know, <laughs> and that you felt that you wanted to do that. I, I really love that, that you would get you were giving it a go. And then secondly, that your mom was willing to. And then also that you you knew in your heart that you were going to want to make a change, like, you know, and then also that you were entrepreneurial, like this is like the new paradigm of youth where I've met with other youth as well, where it's like, um, you know, not just being handed the pocket money, but actually now creating, you know, businesses, like these whole businesses or writing books or selling things online. And it's really fascinating. I'm really, really excited for this new paradigm of youth that we have because there's, um really so much innovation I'm, I'm so um, happy that you're all you're all leading us there <laughs> this, you know thank you so much for that um, yeah and so I guess that leads me to another question around um, yoga mindfulness meditation all the stuff that I, I love as well like it's just it's changed my life in so many ways and I know how many other students of mine it's helped even my daughter like so many people it's um, I mean, I don't need to convince anybody listening on this podcast what it does. It's just, you know, amazing in so many ways. But what I wanted to know is like with yoga and things like that, did you have any way you could support people or tell us a little bit about what you do with the yoga so we get an idea? Okay, so what I do for my classes is um, for my yoga classes that I do, I like to always incorporate a uh, craft in there. And normally I teach yoga classes for younger kids or teenagers, but I've been starting to do a couple adult classes. So for the adult classes, we'll just do yoga flow and a meditation. And normally we'll do a fun yoga flow. So not like always like the yoga flow where it's so serious. I like to, even for my adult classes, to incorporate some sort of fun activity that we could all do together because I feel it yoga is about embracing yourself and I always just love it whenever a yoga teacher or anybody doing yoga always incorporates like um, a fun something that you would think a kid would do into their yoga class and then for my kids classes I would do a meditation first to start off so that everybody can just relax a little bit and be ready for a yoga flow and then we'll do our yoga. And then after that, we'll do a craft. And sometimes when we're doing our craft, we'll have a talking circle while we go around and do it, which is amazing. I love doing talking circles and incorporating those 
I did a class just a couple of days ago and it was on how to be a good friend. So we did a talking circle about that and it was amazing. All of the kids were so good and everything. Um, and then after that, we'll normally do a closing circle. So it's where everybody sends a little bit of love to everybody in the room. And then I also teach another class that's a sound journey. Um, and I teach family sound journeys. This is what I mainly do in my sound journeys is I do family sound journeys. So it's for your whole entire family to come with and so that you all could just relax together. And what we'll do in those is we'll do a lot of stuff together as a family. Like we'll start off the class with holding hands or we'll end the class with your family holding hands and sending love to every person. And then we'll do a fun, really fun family craft like bucket lists or we did a really cool craft where you put yarn onto like you made a dream catcher but every single time you tied a knot on the yarn you would say a good memory you had with your family or an affirmation for them and we do a bunch of cool crafts like that and then we'd go into the sound journey but the sound journey is not like you have to be completely still we allow the kids to move around and that's not disturbing us at all as long as they don't stand up and scream we're totally okay with it and they can move around however they feel and I feel by saying this it lets the whole family relax even more because the kids could shake it out if they wanted to they could breathe really heavy or they could do whatever they need to do they could color a coloring book they could journal and then the parents aren't so worried like oh is my kid gonna make so much noise so I feel that that's what I do in my sound journeys. And we always end with some tea and cookies and whatever treats we have. Oh, wow. <laughs> always ending with the cookies. I love that. <laughs> I love what you shared around um, the sense of belonging. It really sounds like a beautiful, connected um, community. And yeah, it's really what I see in, in this new paradigm. It's doing things together. Like there's no need to be doing it alone anymore, you know. And I really, really also love that you allow all the noise, you know, because, yeah, I know I have a little four-year-old four and she's just always, you know, jumping around. And even if I myself run something on Zoom or whatever, she'll just come and like bounce in and make noise. And I can't expect her to be quiet because that's just a natural state of being. I'm like, oh, here she is, everybody. Okay. And, <laughs> you know, and I think that's really sweet that um, families or are being, um yeah gifted with that idea that it's it's normal it's normalized it's not like we need to have um you know like back in well in my day in school where there'd be like shh, you know this type of this type of old paradigm of education in a way you know so yeah um so what I wanted to know now is with all of that that you do it's just really remarkable what you're doing um how do you do schooling or what do you feel is schooling anyway um, what I do schooling is I always have a base homeschool because I'm homeschooled. I don't go to a regular, I'm homeschooled. So we have a base homeschool. So it's like with my math classes, my science classes and all of that stuff that I have just so that I know all this stuff. And then we'll have that base. And then my mom will, when I was younger, she actually made like workbooks for me to like about crystals and about um, chakras and a bunch of that stuff. But now 
what we do for my schooling is I do a lot of it's almost like wild schooling but I still have like math and all those things so I learn about crystals or really whatever I feel called to learn about so like I'll look up YouTube videos or uh, different things to do or if there's like a cool book at the store I could do that for um, my learning for a couple months and we'll just it's kind of very free but now I'm starting to take crystal classes to learn like the science behind how crystals work and the frequencies behind those which is really cool I'm just going to start to get into that soon which I'm really excited for that but that's probably how my school is oh it's amazing it's um, amazing that you have that flexibility and even when you were young, I think when you you were doing your formal training, like with the Olympians, even back then you were still juggling like all of that training with a little bit of uh, different schooling. Was that right as well? I had, I actually started homeschooling in second grade, <sighs> but um, yeah, so I was really, I would do my, my schoolwork in the car and we'd, my mom would always have really cool classes for me. I'd have a really awesome thing I always like to tell people about this because I think it's awesome uh, when I was younger I used to have a thing called monster math and it just has a bunch it's like a cartoon book but it's teaching you how to do math and it's so much it was so much fun for me when I was little I loved it so much it was just a bunch of monsters and they were all super silly and funny and like one wouldn't stop farting and one wouldn't stop <laughs> laughing and it was just so awesome. And that's how my mom would do my math when I was younger. It was just like a little cartoon book. And it was so cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And I really love what you were sharing about um, crystals. There is just so much wisdom and evolution in crystals and education. And I think probably we could spend one whole lifetime only just with crystals and still be like fascinated, you know, and um, they really do link with maths and science and just, I mean, with evolution in terms of educating ourselves as humans, right? The energy of love and joy and, and happiness and Wow, I, I feel really inspired that, you, um, that you're inspired to learn more about that. And maybe you can also share that with us in the future as well. What do you think? <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. that's awesome. And do you have a nice like collection of crystals or do you already have a relationship with them? I do. I have a very big collection of crystals already. Oh, nice. And with your crystals, do you like, I'm just, I guess I'm just asking these questions because maybe some parents maybe want to do this with their kids or something like, so do you care, um, like, do you care for the crystals? Like, do you put them outside to care for them or what do you do with your crystals exactly? Um, I would, I normally put them out and it depends on the crystals. Sometimes I really like to clear them out on the full moon, but some crystals you can't do this because like, selenite and other crystals that are salt crystals you can't put out because the, the morning mildew they'll just slowly melt away or if it's cold out and it snows then that would not be so good but I do put out crystals on the full moon and I clear them out that's like my favorite way to clear them out or um, I always make sure to rotate my crystals so that they're not all just sitting in the same spot the whole entire time I move them around a lot um, and I love taking crystal baths. I, that's like one of my favorite things to do 
his crystal baths and yeah it's just yeah wow that's really beautiful what amazing you. energy you, you would be sharing um, with those crystals and I see you have one on as well <laughs> it's really nice thank you yeah yeah I'm really fascinated by this how we can um we can bring all different types of like healing modalities into I guess formalized education if we want to call it this because it does um, link to happiness and happiness links to learning and then from there really anything is possible for you know our children and even for ourselves like you know once we are feeling calm it's like then from that space well what do I want to create what do I want to learn what do I want to do as opposed to you know the feeling of contraction um or if there's a tantrum or there's something going on with children, then of course they're not going to be learning in that state. Like it's impossible. And what I have found in the past in the schools is, you know, this kind of push to just keep on going, keep on going. And that education is like on a paper, but it's not that it's like, it's a state of consciousness education. You know, we are education ourselves. Right. And so I'm really, really passionate about um, bringing forth this state of consciousness to humanity that I call awakening or enlightenment. And I really feel that this is a, a big gift or a big key for um, evolution of humanity. And also um, just, you know, just to be happy. Like, why can't we be happy on this earth altogether? You know, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Um, so what I wanted to ask you then is what I ask everybody who comes on the show, Mika, is... Um, well, what is your vision for a new paradigm of education? If you could have any vision in the world, what would it be? For mine, I would, hmm, I would really like for, I see nowadays um, kids became, or most of them, I don't know about all of them, but I see a lot of kids became very judgmental or very hateful or you don't want to talk to anybody new or different that you have to look a certain way and you have to sound a certain way and I feel that that's not really how it's supposed to be you're supposed to be able to embrace yourself of course we all are trying to find who we are but you should be able to be and do what you would like to do and what I feel would be amazing in the paradigm would be if all kids could be judgment-free and if parents could teach them that to love themselves no matter what and to love everybody around them no matter how if they're different or if they're um their hair is weird or if their clothes are different or anything like that just to remember to love them and just really I would love for everybody just to be able to have no judgment and um and for everybody just to live in peace and not in hate or in judgment and that would be one thing that I definitely would love to see and I would also love to see everybody being more peaceful and happy and because I see a lot of kids nowadays with like um very anxious or fearful um and I would love for the teachers in the schools and the parents to teach them how to deal with those emotions when they come up and not tell them that to hide those or put it deep into your body um that is probably what I would really really want those two things and also a thing that I teach a lot about is 
not to be scared about your menstrual cycle uh, for girls and to honor it because it's what brings life to this world, to love it no matter what. It's not dirty and there's nothing dirty about it. I teach period classes and period circles for young girls and girls who have their menstrual cycles and don't. And it's just a place for us all to come and talk with no judgment or no fear. And I would really love for even boys and men to know that it's not dirty. And it's and if girls talk about it, it's not something to say you to, it's what's natural. And that's what I would really love to see. Thank you for sharing. That's really, yeah, really, really powerful wisdom about the, the sacred moon and being able to bring that into, again, another state of normality for everybody. And um, what you're saying about belonging, it's just like a, a basic human need, isn't it? Nobody wants to be judged or have all these different things come up. And and then also what you're doing is also helping this new paradigm because you're helping people to move into that state of what we call regulation um peacefulness and calmness and being able to talk wow having these circles where teens can actually talk with each other that's such a big deal I think isn't it because I don't know I haven't been a teen for a while but I remember when I was like sometimes you just don't want to talk right you're just like I need space but to have that kind of really nice comfortable space to share with everybody I think that's really powerful and important thank you Thank yeah, you. yeah. Thank you so much. So, if anybody who's listening wanted to reach out to you, how could they reach you? Um, you could always reach out to me by my Facebook or Instagram page if you wanted to see like my upcoming classes or anything like that. My Facebook or my Instagram page would be the way to go for that. But I also have an email. You could reach me by that, but that way I just get a lot of emails every day. So I might not be able to see everybody's email, especially on Facebook or Instagram. I might not be able to respond to you right away, but I will hopefully definitely come around to that. Yeah. And it's mindfulness at Mika, right? Mindfulness with Mika. Mindfulness with Mika. I will put that in the links uh, below for everybody to to connect with you anyway. And that's how I first found you, Mika, was just um, through social media because I was following your posts and I was just really inspired by you. I was like, wow, how does, how does this girl know so much? <laughs> you know, she's so wise. And every day you were posting different different things that really excited me. And I was really just like, wow, I really want to reach out and, and see if she'd like to, um, to speak with me about what is a new paradigm, because I feel like by me connecting with you and with other youths of the world that I'm really helping us to uplift the energy, the collective energy, you know, of education. And um, also just to inspire people, to help people along the way with um, what we can. So thank you so much, Mika. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for so letting much. me be a part of this. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much. I've really, really um, enjoyed our connection. And Mika and I have also, um, before this podcast and on a few other occasions, we sat in a circle together of energy and light. And I want to just do that just only for 10 seconds with our viewers, um, just to close the eyes and just to allow ourselves to finish this podcast with completion, with this energy of groundedness, happiness and so Mika and I will just channel some energy and you're welcome to join us in channeling energy and we'll just send it out for um, just a few moments. So I invite everybody just to close their eyes. Just feel your breath, feel your body on the ground. Feel your heart expanding with gratitude. 
And imagine beautiful waves of golden energy are entering your body and everybody else around you, your children's bodies, the school that you're in, your homes. Let it be filled with love and light within this new paradigm of education. So when you feel ready, you could come back already. And um, namaste to everybody. Thank you so much. Namaste. Thank you. Thank you, Mika. So thank you for tuning in to a new paradigm of education podcast, everybody. As Mahatma Gandhi always says, be that change that you wish to see in the world. Thank you.